It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. This week has been the longest month ever. Holy shit. It's Thursday. I thought yesterday was Thursday for the longest time. I had stuff I had to I have to do today being Thursday. I thought it was Thursday yesterday and I almost went to do all those things and I went, wait a minute. It's not Thursday yet. It's still just Wednesday. It's just a dragging along. I'm with you there. I don't know how many other people are in that predicament, but yeah, I'm feeling it. I don't know if it's just because it's the week before Christmas or what, but yeah, this week is fucking dragging on. Anyway, I was up late last night. I watched the impeachment of Donald John Trump. How did you feel about it? Um, it's kind of stupid. Um... They impeached him, and that's fine. It'll go on his record. He'll always be a president who was impeached, and the last one to be impeached was Bill Clinton, and before that, it was like 100 years before anybody got impeached. But it's kind of a silly system that the House can impeach you, but unless the Senate agrees, you don't actually get removed from office. So I really don't know what the point is. And I get that they have to go through with the formality of impeaching him in the Senate to have him removed from office, but I would think that if the Senate doesn't agree, the impeachment should come off the record. Hmm. It's kind of silly to be impeached but not leave office. Yeah, it seems silly to me as well. Do we have that here in Canada? Is there impeachment no. or is it called something else or does it even exist? We have no recall legislation whatsoever in Canada Interesting. to recall a prime minister. It's weird because there's been some pretty impeachable stuff that's happened over the years, in my opinion. I mean, Hell, just yesterday, Justin Trudeau was giving his year-end interview to the Canadian press, and they asked him about SNC-Lavalin. SNC-Lavalin, for those who don't know, just yesterday took a plea deal, $290 million fine. Whoa. Trudeau's response? Well, we would have and could have and should have done some things differently had we known what the outcome would be. Yeah, you lost two great cabinet ministers over that. I don't understand why this was an issue in the first place. By the way, the punishment they ended up getting for the plea deal, which the justice system worked out, by the way, isn't very different than they would have gotten with a deferred prosecution agreement. And frankly, all of that time that we wasted this year was just a waste of time. They didn't have to go into the DPA. They could have just let the justice system work it out. And this is basically how it works. But Trudeau just, he's not looking good. I don't know what's wrong with him, but I'm going to speculate there is something going on with him because he's basically letting Christian Freeland run the country. And I'm okay with that as long as he lets Christian make the decisions. But he's the PM, but Christian's doing all the work. And really all he does right now is the interviews are obligatory, but I'm sure he doesn't want to do them. He doesn't want to be out there talking to the Canadian press and CTV and global and all those other stations. He doesn't want to do that. I think he'd rather just chill and lay in the the shadows for a while. Yeah, well, and I don't, can you really blame him too? Because when you do start speaking to your CTVs and your CBCs and whatnot, um, then they start to like just micro zone in on every little thing he says and it could blow up even worse and things could get worse. So, I mean, I get it. There was talk that maybe we should start decriminalizing more drugs in Canada because if we decriminalized more of them, then uh, it wouldn't tie up as much of the court time and they could focus more resources on the really, really dangerous drugs. So there was talk about that. And I remember it coming up during the election and Trudeau just kind of fluffed off the question. Well, yesterday he couldn't fluff it off because he was in a one on one interview and they said to him, are you going to decriminalize more drugs in the coming year? And he said, "Mm, right now, I don't think so. And then they said to him, well, didn't you say that about cannabis at one point? He said, yeah, I did. 
I don't know if we're getting more decriminalized drugs in Canada then. I have no idea. It was a little ambiguous. Hmm. He wasn't exactly firm on the issue. What drugs? Like, what kind of drugs are we talking about? We're not talking about, like, Coke. So the theory would be that now that marijuana or cannabis is decriminalized, that you could, sorry, that's legalized. It's legal, yeah. You could decriminalize possession of small amounts of cocaine and several other drugs. That would allow police and court time to get focused on the really hardcore stuff. And part of the problem here is they've really got to get to treatment for the people who have serious addiction issues to opioids and things mm-hmm. like that. Because those are the ones that are killing people quick. That's the reason we're spending millions and millions and millions of dollars on everything from safe injection sites to uh, naloxone and Narcan that everybody has to carry these days because it's quite likely you're going to run into someone ODing on the street right in front of you. It really is an epidemic, but it also kind of sends the wrong message if you say, mm, all right, you can do coke now. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think what? Of what, I'm trying Are to think you of what kidding? kind of a world that would be. I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. He says he's not doing it, but he right. also said that about marijuana. So mm. you can take from that what you want to take from that. It's uh Kind of a messed up situation, to be perfectly honest with you. Hey, do you think it's too late to order something online now? Do you think I'll get it for Christmas? If I think you, today is the day where you're really rolling the dice. Sure you are, but if you have Prime and it's a one-day shipping, you're probably safe. Do you get one-day shipping in Canada? Because I heard that the one-day shipping for Prime was really only in the States. I have. I and have, it works yep, for you? Yep, absolutely. came the next day, less than 24 hours later. Hmm, Okay. It all depends on what it is, I'm sure. It's the bay. They, they, Fuck. Oh, the you, bay? You, you guys uh, and your emails, I mean. Why don't you just go into a bay, or is it an online-only situation? I think it's online-only, uh, but they send you the emails, and they've got their one-day bay sales, and there's all this shit that I want to get. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll do this story here before we get to the main one, because people say that 2019 was the year they had the best sex of their life. Interesting. We'll get to that in a second. First off, I feel like there's a place for this. Uh, Missouri church leader. Allegedly tried to pay for sex on the gay hookup app Grinder using an Arby's gift card. <laughs> Who even wants an Arby's gift card? <laughs> using the handle Dilf Barry Cole Pointer, 57 years old, allegedly tried to pay for gas, clothes, and roast beef sandwiches, according to police. He's a professor at a nearby state university. He was busted after a student reported him and a cop went undercover on the app. He allegedly sent the officer a message saying he would love to have a sugar daddy relationship, then offered to fill up his gas tank in exchange for sexual favors if the younger guy was willing. He said he might throw in an Arby's (laughs) gift card to sweeten the deal a little bit. (laughs) I don't know. If you're 57 years old trying to hook up with a younger dude, Mm -hmm. do you think... As a 57-year-old sexual predator, that an Arby's gift card is what's going to seal the deal? Do you think that a tank of gas and a couple of couple of Arby's burgers, those are going to go a long way? You look like you'd fuck good and you would like a lot of shitty meat on a bun. <laughs> Do I have a deal for you, son? <laughs> Seriously. What is it that, that Arby's has? What is it? Oh, the beef and cheddar. A beef and cheddar is a big one? Yeah. Hey, how about a couple beef and cheddars and all the RB sauce you can handle? All you got to do is suck my... You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's play horsey, then you need some horsey sauce. <laughs> Jeez. There is a hedge fund billionaire in New York, by the way. 
He just bought a penthouse on Penthouse Row in Central Park, New York, for $92.7 million. Oh, my gosh. What kind of place do you figure you get for $92.7 million in New York? The crazy thing is, is you could probably get the same square footage. And do you have the details on the square footage and stuff like that? I can look it up pretty easily. You could probably get the same square footage, a nice place. Not the same view, mind you. I assume this is a gorgeous view. Um, But you could probably get all of those things you just mentioned for under a million or around a million around here. If I had to venture a guess. This is the third most expensive apartment to sell in New York City. The most expensive was $100.47 million. Wow. Um, it doesn't look like you get a ton of square footage, but it does have a fantastic view of Central Park. That's the thing, right? I mean, it's the view you buy when you buy those penthouses. No real estate. And the estate. privacy. And the privacy. No real estate's ever worth that much, though. I mean, come on. No. $92 million? got to be kidding me. Oh, it's me. ridiculous. Like, even if I won Lotto Max... Which doesn't even get you that much. But even if I won the most money, a Powerball in the States for $600 million, like that, I would be like, no, not doing it. That's a good point you brought up. If you won the Lotto Max and want that apartment, you, still can't. you would have a $62 million mortgage. Yeah, you still can't. <laughs> it's crazy, right? I just don't understand. And, and I get that he's got billions, but still, dude, why would you pay that much for an apartment? I know. Actually, it does look kind of nice. You I'm have sure the view, it and it wraps around a, balcony, a little bit. It's I'm a sure. balcony, yeah, yeah. You get yeah. your own private this, that, and the next thing. I'm sure it's lovely, but that's a stupid price. Forty-four percent of people rate 2019 as their best year for sex yet. Who did this uh, poll? It was a poll of 2,000 sexually active Americans. Okay. I'll get to the source. I'll find you a source. Oh, yeah, it's fine. I was just curious. 2,000. I was wondering more so, like, how many people took it. They say this was a year of experimenting. One in six tried phone sex for the very first time. Who the fuck hadn't had phone sex? (laughs) Seriously. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, like, the first thing you do? Isn't that the warm-up before you become an adult? That basically is the (laughs) warm-up. Before you do it in real life, you have a little phone sex first. Do do people not do that anymore? Maybe they don't. Maybe that's it, though. Maybe they don't. Maybe the emoji texting, maybe people are going to start to legit get turned on when they see an eggplant because they're used to seeing those kind of things first. Kat, every time I walk into the grocery store and see a peach, I just think, (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Who's even talking on the phone these days, let alone having phone sex and saying, first time I ever did that. Maybe that's it. They're not talking on the phone, so they don't have phone sex. So strange to me. Uh, There's more, though. So one in six tried phone sex for the first time. 29% tried using a sex toy for the very first time. Hmm. Hey, congratulations. Your first time with a sex toy is probably fairly good. I imagine. Different, at least. Different. That's right. Yeah, I don't know. Your first time without getting too graphic, I think you probably think, whoa, that was weird, wasn't it? (laughs) Whoa, I think I might do that again sometime. That was weird. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, for you people, it gets better because you'll figure out more shit that you can do with it or different places you can put it and stuff like that. (laughs) So it gets better. You stick at that sex toy and eventually... You can find more places to put it. <laughs> you'll be... But wait a minute. You'll be happy as a pig in shit. I got another hole on this end. What's that going to do? <laughs> Jeez. Results found. 
from having anal sex for the very first time to using handcuffs and blindfolds or just having a sexy photo shoot. 38% say they became more adventurous in 2019. All right. Good. It's great when you can find your adventurous side. You just try something new and you figure out whether or not you like it or not. You wouldn't know. If you're into blindfolds and handcuffs until you try it, you wouldn't know if you enjoy sitting your ass in a cake for your partner until you've tried it for the first time. Scott tells all his girlfriends. You just got to try it once. And one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to love it or you're going to be single. You just have to try it. (laughs) Again, I did that for you guys. Do you think a lot of people make New Year's resolutions, uh, like sex-based New Year's resolutions? Do you think that's Uh, a common thing? That is a good question. People that say, you know what? Next year's the year. I'm going to try the anal. Or next year's the year. I'm going to try phone sex for the first time. I mean, you could make it a couple resolution, right? If you've run out of all the other normal ones, like we're going to lose weight together or we're going to start to take a daily walk together or whatever, that could be a couple goal. You could find something you want to do and work your way way up to it all the way through the year. What if your goal is, hey, next year's the year? We're going to be swingers or we're going to bring in another couple. Make a porno together. We'll make a porno. Like stuff like that. Maybe that is a thing that couples do. I don't know. To each their own. It always surprises me what couples will will do. And that would make sense that some would be like, let's make this a couple goal thing. Do you have to stay on top of each other and motivate each other like you would if fitness was your goal? Absolutely. You want to rest tonight? Fuck no. We're practicing. (laughs) Get down. One in five had sex in a car for the very first time this year. Uh, Why? What are you, a teenager? Well, this is the thing. It reminds me of when you have nowhere else to go. That's when you have sex in the car or when you're camping or something. I mean, and it's raining. I know people that if they have to do a quickie (laughs) and their kids aren't around in that moment um, and they're both in the car, then they'll use that. And and because they feel like they don't have as much privacy at home, so maybe it's it's that kind of a scenario, or they're traveling together. Nobody fucks in the car on purpose. Nobody. It's uncomfortable. There's no easy way to do it. Trying to get your clothes off is a pain in the ass. Nobody has sex in the car intentionally. It's a last resort. Like your parents home? Yeah. Your parents home? Yeah. All right. We'll fuck in the car then. <laughs> That's the only reason you do that. Yeah, I don't know. Nobody does that on purpose. Nobody plans for it. No. If you're listening to this and you've never. It's a challenge, isn't it? If you're thinking, oh, I've never done it in the car. I want to try it. No, you don't. You You don't want to try it. Have you ever fucked in a Kia Soul? Do you want (laughs) to? No. You know what? You can have fun doing some foreplay kind of things in the car on the way to where you're going to finish it off. But you don't actually do it in the car. Not to mention you could fucking jizz at the wrong spot and. Do you know how hard it's going to be to get that out of the roof of your car? Tell us, Scott, how hard is it to get that out of the roof? I don't know, but I imagine it's not easy. No adult fucks in the car on purpose. It's foreplay or an accident or your last resort, but that's it. Let's stop with this myth that it's sexy. There's no shortage of people that are going to slide into our DMs and tell us about their experiences. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably when you You got hurt. Yeah, that was when I blew up my knee. I fucking broke my dick. <laughs> Nobody's doing that. No adult has sex in the car on purpose. It's fucking dumb. <laughs> and you know what else? 
If you're even a little bit on the heavier side like I am, good fucking luck. <laughs> like, you're going to push the seats forward to a point where you're asking yourself, they really don't go any further forward? No, they don't. Like, this is the space you've got to work with. Newsflash, they weren't built for you to have sex in. They were no. built for you to drive. Yeah, those Japanese engineers that designed that car, they can fit in it. You can't. <laughs> why doesn't this recline all the way back? Because it's not fucking meant for that. It's not a bed. That's why. Get a hotel. They're not even that expensive. Get a shitty hotel. You don't fuck in the car. It's not how it works. <laughs> I love your passion on this. It's terrific. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Uh, one in six people engaged in role play for the first time this year. Role play's hard because you've really got to be committed to the character. Sure. And you've got to see it through. And if one person's committed to the character and the other one's not really, it's just kind of like a bad play. <laughs> yep. It's like going to see cats. It's like, oh, I've seen better. <laughs> not really great they don't really look like cats how many people do you think just like stop it halfway through it's like oh hey merv and i'll use merv because i think that's the one from um uh the show modern family when they do the undercover thing i don't know if you've seen one of those episodes they bring this back every now and again where she and he they always want to role play together but sometimes you'd imagine in between those moments of like yeah can we just like look Cut it out, Sherry. <laughs> let's just let's just go upstairs and fuck because this is taking too long. Let's just go do this thing. Yeah, how in depth is the storyline? Yeah, I'm done. This are, is taking too long. Are we talking like uh, Titanic here? Because that was a long movie. <laughs> let's just get to it. Let's just go. Seventy nine percent are happy with their sex lives. I'm good, but I'm a little sad for the other twenty one percent, and I'm wondering what are you unhappy with? Is it just that you don't uh, get the result you expected, or that you're not getting any at all? Yeah. Or that um, you keep trying to fuck in a car and it doesn't work. <laughs> Maybe they stop doing it in the car. But this is what I mean about the goals for 2020 then. That's one of those things, right? Try to figure out what's missing and then work on it in the new year. Why not? They say just because 2019 was a great year for sex doesn't mean people are going to stop experimenting in 2020. 74% are hoping to be more sexually adventurous in 2020. What's the difference? Who's uh, joining the sex pool at this age? Is it older people thinking, ah, shit, we could have been doing all kinds of stuff all these years? Or is it younger people that are becoming more adventurous? Is it uh, Gen X, for example, that finally came out of their shell? What's going on? Why are people all of a sudden getting more adventurous? It could be it could be a number of different things. Um I'd imagine every age group, though, like you mentioned, different groups like uh, millennials who might have been might be married for, you know, five to ten years now or something might want to start spicing it up or changing it up. Gen X or same thing, maybe. Right. I don't know. I, I think it's different for everybody. Or maybe people are just more willing to admit it. You know, it, yeah. it, it's strange to me that a pollster will call your house and they'll say something like, yeah, I just want to know if uh, you support Doug Ford. And people are like, oh, I don't want to say anything. But if a pollster calls your house and says, yeah, I'm wondering, did you guys have sex in a car this year? Damn right I did. <laughs> yeah. We tried anal, too. <laughs> 2019 was our year. <laughs> I wonder if there's anybody who hit the trifecta. <laughs> Phone sex leading up to anal in the car. Wow. There you go. The whole thing went full circle now. <laughs> You've been getting a lot of DMs lately? Yeah, a lot. 
me a too. A lot, yeah. People are still uh, uh, messaging us like crazy. We will get to those in the next edition of the Scott and Cat After 9 podcast. In the meantime, click subscribe, and you can send us your feedback anytime. Instagram is easiest, at Scott Fox on Air or at Cat on Air. That's Cat with a K. Is there anything else we have to mention here? No, we'll let you know there's going to be another new podcast tomorrow. It's going to contain misconnections. So if you've never heard us do misconnections on our morning show in Kitchener, then you can have a listen to that. Look forward to that tomorrow, and we'll throw one out on the weekend again, too. Maybe I think we will. Christmas. Why not? Yeah. Have a good one, everybody. See you tomorrow.